With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. without white folks and be able to raise the question what is it that we're going to do independent of white people it is very very hard for us to envision a world without white people but we cannot create our own agenda until and unless we can define an agenda that can envision a world in which they don't exist now we have to wake up and come back to the reality of them but certainly when we talk about a future, we have to talk about a future from our point of view and our historical understanding of reality. Majwo, Habargani, Falbona, Nangadef, Anisogoma, Peace, War, Pan-African Greetings Family, this is Kamal Mukasey Tahuti, and you have entered Africa's Reascension. As usual, we will start off with the Apai, um, the beginning libations, so we can deliberately call upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirit forces, and the forces of those yet born to guide and bless this endeavor. Ago, 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 Odumakuma, Inyame, Inyamewa, a treaty upon. Beje and Sa. Asasiya and Sa. Abasun and Sa. Abasun Po and Sa. Nana Sergibi and Sa. Nana Esiketua and Sa. Nana Darkofi and Sa. Nana Tigre and Sa. Nana Kumi and Sa. Kweko Frey and Sa. Anakonade Abena and Sa. Asubontin and Sa. Ocherewa and Sa. Kamensa and Sa. Nananon in Samanfu and Sa. In Samanfu Abasu Fau and Sa. Abasu Abasu Fau and Sa. We say Madasi to all the African forces, um, to those ancestors, and to those spirits and children yet to be unborn. We say Madasi for your presence. We ask that you give the show the clarity that the listeners need, we ask that you bless the host and bless all who are listening. Um, ask that you use me and this form to impart clarity and cultural consistency to all within the sound of my voice. May I speak directly to your soon soon, to your spirit, and reawaken the long, dormant, and asleep African inside. Yeshremo Yamsa, Yeshremo Ahuden, Yeshremo Enchera, Yeshremo Sikapa, Yeshremo Enkwaso, 
Yeshremo and Kwaso Abasua Fao. Yea and Kwaso. Medasi Pa, Medasi Bio. Mo, Ne Kasa. Medasi Nanano. Yo, Medasi Nanano. The Apaya, the libation, is an ancient practice that is still done to this day in all rural traditional areas throughout the continent. Past, present, and future become one, as those of tomorrow look upon what we are doing now and drawing strength from and doing the rituals of yesterday. So, welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone. Um, another... <laughs> Another Africa's reascension. Um, we will get into a few news snippets, um, a little bit of an update or a lack of an update, um, some sad news to impart, and then we'll get right into the topic. The topic um, is exposing the fallacy of the African origins of Christianity. Um, but before we get into all that, play a quick commercial, and then we'll move into a few news items. Welcome to the desert of the real. Peace, family. This is your brother, Hollow, a.k.a. Mr. Holipsis, a.k.a. the Buzz Killer. Tune in to Holipsism's Haven. Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we discuss the social, economic, and political issues of the day with a common-sense approach, an African-centered perspective, and a universal sensibility. Call in number 347-843-4874. That's 347-843-4874. To check out related YouTube videos, blogs, and show archives, visit www.holipsism.com That's www.holipsism.com I'm making it hard to get your Negro on. Hotel, Black Power. There's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. All right, we're back. Last week I had mentioned that there was a book on Baba Mawali, Malcolm X, that was supposed to come out in November and it's been pushed back to May. And Viking Press, the rep, still hasn't gotten back to me yet. So as of right now, I do not have any new updates. Um, but I shall keep everyone informed once I get something. Um, the bit of sad news um, I came across Dr. Welsing, um, what was that? Was that yesterday? I think it was yesterday. And she shared with me some information that I haven't seen in too many of the uh, message boards, so I guess it's so fresh. Folks haven't heard about it yet. But um, Dr. Professor um, Ron W. Walters became an ancestor. Um, he passed. He lost his battle with cancer. Friday night, um, just this past Friday night, um, he he came to us from spirit form to human form, 
July 20th, 1938, and as I stated, he moved from human form back to spirit form September 10th. Um, he was an African-American scholar who his focus was on in African-American politics. Um, he has also created and was the director of the African-American Leadership Institute out here in Maryland, and he taught at the University of Maryland in um, government and politics. Um, he he wasn't, you know, like a full-fledged Negro. Um, he wasn't the um, beat your chest African Center historian. He was he was um, pro-black. He um, understood at least the need for black people to have um, their own scholarship to be able to look at it um, from our vantage point in some areas. And, you know, just on that, there's, there's so few of those who even do that um, that we do have to at least acknowledge those um, who do. Um, a few of his books, he had written White Nationalism, Black Interest, um, subtitled Conservative Public Policy in the Black Community, Freedom is Not Enough, subtitled Black Voters, Black Candidates in the American Presidential Politics, um, the book that I'm more familiar with him by is um, Pan-Africanism in the African Diaspora. And it was a pretty good book. I didn't read it, you know, from cover to cover. I did <clears throat> look at um, chunks of it, if you will. Um, but, again, for for him to, you know, be a professor and be accomplished, and back in the 80s, so it's that 84, he served as the campaign manager and information consultant to Jesse Jackson during his presidential bids, you know, back when Jesse was at least pro-black uh, before he got to his whole rainbow crap that he's in now. But back then, when he was pro-black and he had a few good things to say, he was affiliated with uh, Professor Walters, and he uh, was giving him his um, historical and political information, and, and and he was campaign manager, so he did stuff like that, too. Um, he's won numerous Black Book Awards, the Wales W.B. Du Bois Award for Distinguished Scholarship from the National Council of Black Studies. Uh, he got the Fannie Lou Hamer Award from the National Conference of Black Political Scientists, and... Um, the group that Dr. Clark and others started, the African Heritage Studies Association, he got the W.B. Du Bois Frederick Douglass Award from them back in the day. So um, it's 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 at a loss that that he's not with us anymore. I was hoping to, you know, sometime in 2011, go up to University of Maryland and actually, you know, talk to him and, and get some one-on-one -on -one time with him, but. Um, the ancestor world and the spirit world had something different for him. So we'll do a brief moment of silence, uh, go into some music, and then come right back into the topic. But first, a moment of silence for Baba Ron W. Walter. Madasi, no, no, no. 
Um, you can pick it up. You can download it at music. Excuse me, at Movement Tunes. I can speak one day. Yeah, MovementTunes.com. Also at um, LivingInBlack.com/slash/kaba k-a-b-a. And he also has a MySpace page, MySpace.com slash Kaba Soul Singer, all one word, K-A-B-A-S-O-U-L-S-I-N-G-E-R. So, yeah, that's 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 the man. Be channeling Donnie Hathaway. As well as some Garvey, Bob Omawali, and some other folks in doing his soul, soulful, Reaskenization music. Now, before we move into this topic, I want to set it up with a small little quick clip from another great friend of mine, Kwesi Rodney Himbatai Khan. He was doing an interview and somebody, um, and he's expounding on how we got into the spirit prison that we're in. And then We'll move into exposing the fallacies of African origins of Christianity. Is that the reason why our ritual practices have been denigrated is not because they're not functional. It's not because they're not necessary. It's because Europeans understood, the whites and their offspring understood, that if we continue to practice our culture, that's when we always overthrew them anytime they invaded our country. For thousands of years, they have been invading the country. It took them thousands of years to figure out, going back to 6,000 years ago, it took them thousands of years to figure out that they couldn't just invade one of our countries and remain as occupiers perpetually. We would always expel them eventually. So what they finally realized and began a process of implementing in a big way during the Greek invasion was to begin to corrupt the religious practices and to outlaw religious practices. And once they outlawed as many things as they could and murdered as many people as they could and began to corrupt what was left, the ritual practices were denigrated, and we still continue to denigrate those practices today to understand is that the reason why our ritual practices have been denigrated is not because they're not functional. It's not because they're not necessary. It's because Europeans understood, the whites and their offspring understood, that if we continue to practice our culture, that's when we always overthrew them anytime they invaded our country. For thousands of years, they have been invading the country. It took them thousands of years to figure out going back to 6,000 years ago, it took them thousands of years to figure out that they couldn't just invade one of our countries and remain as occupiers perpetually. We would always expel them eventually. So what they finally realized and began a process of implementing in a big way during the Greek invasion was to begin to corrupt the religious practices and to outlaw religious practices. And once they outlawed as many things as they could and murdered as many people as they could and began to corrupt what was left, the ritual practices were denigrated, and we still continue to denigrate those practices today. 
out of ignorance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The corruption and the denigration of our ritual practices, of our culture, of our spiritual systems. It's not only been done directly. It's not only been done by uh, Caucasoids. It's now being done by us. There is still a deep-seated, as I stated last week, there is still a deep-seated fear and or hatred of Africa in far too many of the pro-black, pan-Africanist, nationalist camps. The latest spin on this hatred is this African origins of explosion, uh, African origins of chimera, African origins of phantasmagoria. Um, and I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, but it just going to different lectures, different conferences, hearing people say Christianity is a traditional African system just makes me want to projectile vomit. Um, in the in the 100 years that we've been do, dealing with this Christian thing, we have not attained anything close that could be even remotely called civilization, civilizational behaviors or anything, yet we want to hold on to it with such a fervor like there's nothing else in the world. But then they still want to complain that, that, that our conditions are, are, are bad and and and, and and okay. Let me get back on topic before I get too emotional here. So continuation or bastardization, exposing the fallacy of the African origins of. There's been a recent explosion of research espousing the African origins of the myriad of things. Um, there's a recent art exhibit going on right now as we speak um, called The African Origins of an American Art. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I have personally participated in a few lectures entitled The African Origins of Christianity. You've got folks talking about the African origins of Islam. I'm sure if we dig hard enough, there'll be somebody doing the African origins of makeup, the African origins of the farts. I mean, you name it, someone somewhere is searching for its African origins. Now, this area of research first started nobly and distinguishedly by brave African men and women researchers who were um, exposing, who wanted to expose historical and cultural lies told by Caucasoids and Caucasoid light or their followers, to instill confidence, you know, in an African populace about African reality. J.A. Rogers, um, of course, Dr. Clark, Dr. Ben, John G. Jackson, all those greats from the 50s and 60s. Um, they, they wrote those books for a particular purpose. Um, we've gotten off of that purpose. Now, African origins of is a buzzword by Caucasoids to feign diverse cultural acceptance when complete cultural alienation of all non-Caucasoids is their true goal. African origins of is also a buzz phrase for black folks who do not want to have anything to do with Africa, but who want to be accepted 
by the ever-increasing group of those who are indeed reactionizing. Before the 1980s, you didn't have too many black groups who were non-African-centered claiming Africa in any of their rhetoric. With the Afrocentricity knowledge explosion of that era, those aforementioned groups were caught off guard and started losing membership and credibility. So instead of jettisoning those failed ideologies, they half-read books, they half-listened to lectures, they extracted disjointed fragments of African information, grafted it onto their moribund ideology, and sustained themselves with this now current African origins of folly. The biggest, most glaring problem with this African origins of aberration is how traditional and classical Africa did X, whatever X is, whatever spirituality or education or politics, African origins of all that, how traditional and classical Africa did those things is largely undealt with and or only superficially dealt with. And practically all, the, all these ideas tainted, excuse me, touted as African origins of, there is a complete 100% bastardization of said African origins. Now, when one examines the present-day X, again, whatever X is, today we're talking about the spiritual piece, the religion piece, Christianity. Um, in comparison to the falsely grafted Africa, Africa is not present. It becomes inconsequential if African started something if its continuation is not even a close proximity to what they started. Let me repeat that. It becomes inconsequential if African people started something, if its continuation is not even a close proximity to what they started. There are no African origins of Christianity. Now, before you flood the chats and before you flood the phone calls, hear me out. Stealing our images does not mean our exact meanings came with them. Stealing foundational concepts does not mean Caucasoids practiced, lived, understood those concepts the exact or proximate ways that we Africans did. When this is fully understood, then one has to take a step back when faced with an African origins of idea. You've got to ask, what are they really talking about? Are they just trying to give themselves some type of validity by mouthing Africa, but the African worldview is not present in what they're falsely comparing Africa to? So now, for anyone who'd like a copy of this, uh, what I'm about to read from. Like I said last week, I do a news journal called African World Analysis, and hopefully January 2011 it'll have the whole thing online, and yes, there will be a, a small fee for it. But for folks who want a copy of this particular one, issue 28, um, I'll be reading a piece from On the Road to Complete African Ideational Sovereignty an examination of the African way with a special emphasis on African cosmology. What I did in this piece is there, have been a, there are a few works out there 
who have went at great lengths attempting to put together what the African worldview is, um, what the African way is, for those who know about 2000 seasons. And so to save folks the trouble of getting all those books, Dr. Dr. Joe's book, Dr. Cambone's books, um, Sankofa Movement, and some other books, I tried to put all of it in one piece. And so it's a nice small journal. If you hit me up in the chat room, um, or hit me up at um, Kamal301 at Yahoo.com. I'll send you an electronic version of it. And there's a few folks in the chat room who do already have this particular issue. Um, I have a small section talking about what the African way is, because we have to understand that. Uh, there's this one person, I don't know if I want to even mention his name to give him any play, but he feels that anything that a, an African person does, is African. Anything that a black person does is African. So it doesn't make a difference what worldview it's coming from. And and unfortunately, a lot of people <laughs> follow that um, non-logic. So simply put, the African way are those static aspects of the entirety of traditional pre-colonial Africa each new generation being rooted in those deeply seated aspects molds the present-day realities around those time-tested, proven-to-work, static elements and forges their future. Now, Ella Wilma Blyden was probably the first person possible to um, articulate the African way. He labeled it the African personality. Um, and how he stated it, each race is endowed with peculiar talents. In the music of the universe, each shall give a different sound, but necessary to the grand symphony. So those peculiar talents are our African way. Um, even in his work, African Life and Customs, he paved the way of beginning to try to put those things together. And there have been a, a few good scholars and researchers who have corrected a few mistakes he made, but then also expanded on what he's done. Another brother that gives a, a, a good definition um, of the African way is um, Kofi Dompierre in, in, in his book, Polyrhythmicity. And here he says, there are several minimal fundamental propositions regarding African philosophical positions about nature, man, and their relationship with one another. These minimal fundamental propositions are abstracted from the general family of the African cultural milieu and principles of African traditions from classical antiquity to the present. And then lastly, Dr. Kobe Cambon in his masterwork, African Personality in America, he defines the African way as the collective shared biopsychological condition that is fundamental to the nature of African people. It refers to the deeply rooted cognitive emotional style and a network or configuration of behaviors that particularly under natural conditions, um, conditions where alien influences are absent or generally under all other conditions. Um, those behaviors can be observed or plausibly inferred in African people wherever they are found to exist on the planet. So those are just some quick general definitions of what the African way is. Um, we can get into more specifics as far as we hear about the um, two-cradle theory 
that, that, that folks have ascribed to Baba Jope, where the southern cradle, us, you have abundance of vital resources, more sedentary and agricultural based, uh, xenophilia, uh, social collectivism, idea of peace, justice, goodness, and optimism. Those things would be a few things listed under the African way, the African worldview, survival of the group, harmony with nature, uh, spiritualism, things like that. Now, we have to come from that beginning when we're talking about African origins of Christianity. We have to come from our African worldview base when dealing with this other system. Uh, deeper, profound acknowledgement and caretaking of one's ancestors, oracles and divination, male, female, cosmological parity. These are a few key concepts within practically all classical and traditional African spiritual systems. Christianity, however, disavows one's ancestors, disavows oracular knowledge, and disavows all female energy in its larger understanding of the universe. So unless one is using the African origins of to show how Christianity has dramatically de-evolved, <laughs> how, how the African system, excuse me, has dra drastically de-evolved to its present state, um, if you're not doing that but you're claiming African origins of either it's bad scholarship or just disingenuousness, the Madonna and Child statues, white, black, blue, green, or magenta, have no African origins in the deep sense if said worshipers are not dealing with Aset, Heru, and how our classical African ancestors dealt with that concept. Image theft does not translate to meaning theft. Now let me see if this analogy works. If someone special gives you a pin on your birthday, one of those expensive pens, and, and, and it's a person that you really, really like. They give you this pen on your birthday. It has sentimental attachment and a special meaning in it for you. If I come along and steal that pen, those sentiments and that special meaning for me doesn't come along with it. I just have your writing utensil. Now, I hope that analogy was clear, because just because Caucasoid stole an image, a concept, a representation from us, does not automatically translate into our meanings came with them. Caucasoid thought, thinking, worldview, and asili taints and corrupts all things they touch, especially meanings they never fully understood in the first place. You know what? That was a bit to digest. So what I'm going to do, take a quick break, and then we'll continue. I'll be bringing in the work of um, Gerald Massey, who was an honest Caucasoid, um, one of those rare ones, especially when he was writing from the 18, late 1800s to the early 1900s. He has some very direct and um, not not concise, definitely not concise, but he has some very direct points 
to make regarding this. And one reason why I bring, I'm going to use him is because a lot of folks misread him. And But I'm getting ahead of myself. So play a quick commercial, maybe some music, and then we'll continue with this. Peace and divine love, family. Do you want to critically analyze African culture from an intellectual, honest, and practical perspective? Are you tired of all the distractions, self-righteousness, yelling and arguing with no plan or solution? Do you want to build on the facts and deal with the subject or issue at hand? Well, come and listen to our nation's ambassador, Asar, make knowledge born every 9th and 19th of each month at 9 p.m. That's every 9th and 19th of each month at 9 p.m. on the show everyone is talking about, African Holistic Healing, at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ambassador Asar. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ambassador Asar, spelled A-U-S-A-R. Or call in live to build or ask questions at 347-850-8653. That's 347-850-8653. Peace. Freedom of death, a heart that beat in my chest Won't let me stop until one of us is bleeding to death I live with my brothers, I can say that I love them Cause it's black people, we're all responsible for each other The kids you make us human blood clot Dominicans with no socks The only difference between us is the boat stop Don't let them confuse you, you just letting them use you Believe in everything they tell you That there's something that fools do Take a moment to look and just open the book The people that they say was rape was just killers and crooks George Washington owned over 300 slaves But this is the land of the free and the home of the brave, I wanna dig him out of the grave and shoot him right in his face. I put a needle in his vein and just inject him with AIDS. Some people try to tell me forget about the past. I can shoot you right now and forget about your ass. How we gonna forget about 400 years? All the blood, sweat, and tears, and the murder and the kids, children, men, and the women. And nobody did a bid. Better scrap off the table in the stomach of a pig. I still feel the pain of those murders and slain. On the bottom of the boat, being shackled and chained. I'm afraid to the demons for as long as I'm breathing. No more getting over, now it's time to get even. Time to organize the people who take place and cruise. Time to bring it to the soup and the boys in blue. I do what I gotta do when it's delivered the fact. They couldn't break by the sack on the back of the black. We better organize if we want to survive. Cause I'm a big and free to fight until the day that I die. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm reading some of the <laughs> some of the chat room comments. Yeah, um, I'm about to make a reference to George G.M. James in a minute. But, um, so, Gerald Massey, white guy, one of the few good ones, <laughs> or at least scholarly good ones. Uh, and, and I'll start by saying I'm not one of those to feel that we can only or we should only go to black folks to get our scholarship. If for no other reason, especially this topic, looking at and critiquing Christianity, black folks ain't doing it. I can count them on one hand. Most of us are either willing to say that um, it's all ours anyway or, again, they caught up in this African origins of folly um, or, or you know, they just straight, it's a white Jesus, it's a white religion. They don't even look at it that way, um, coming from the Uncle Ruckus boondock syndrome. So it's very hard. There's a few. I know about Walter Williams. Um, I know about a few other folks, but it's very hard to find nice, hard-hitting scholarship uh, completely from an African base 
looking at and critiquing Christianity. So by not having that hang-up, I, I dig up folks that are doing it, and, and Gerald Massey um, from the – Gerald Massey from hearing um, how Dr. Clark and Dr. Ben talked about him, I definitely have to run and get their books, his books. Uh, he always writes a lot, always wrote a lot. Like I said, he his three – after he left poetry and got into this type of research, the first books, Book of the Beginnings, two volume work, 600 pages each, was written around um, late 1800s. Then he wrote Natural Genesis, wrote right at the beginning of the 1900s, and then his, uh, his last master work, if you will, Ancient Egypt, Light of the World, and I, I, I'm going to give it to him. He, he, he did some good scholarship. He, and he's not perfect. He writing of that time. He throws in the word savage here and there. He throws in the word um, backwards every now and then here and there. But he was clear that the origins of humanity started in Africa, even when his own contemporaries was trying to put it in Asia um, and 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 some other place. He was clear on that, and he would battle with other <laughs> other of his Caucasian peers to put it out there. That no, the African, the, the the origins of of humanity started in Africa, and it wouldn't make sense any other way. So um, I'm putting out some of his deficiencies, so we don't think that Kamau's fully on this white boy's nuts. But I will also say that um, this particular work, especially Ancient Egypt: Light of the World, um, should be properly read by black folks, so that we can. Um, Dismantle, de-link ourselves from this damn Christian chimera. So, going back, we left with Caucasoid thought, thinking, worldview, and a feeling taints and corrupts all things they touch, especially meanings they never fully understood in the first place. So to pull first from um, Professor Massey, he lets us know, an ignorant explanation of the Egyptian sign language was begun by the Greeks who could not read the hieroglyphic. It was repeated by the Romans and has been perpetuated by, quote-unquote, classical scholars ever since. Ignorance of the primitive or primordial sign language has been and is a fertile source of false belief. So just, and in the same work, he speaks at length that Caucasoids may have stolen African concepts and images, but they did not understand the true meanings behind what they stole. Now, he goes in and he talks about how Kenneth looked at salvation from his readings of the Pert M. Heru. And once I find it, I'll be able to read it. He speaks on, of course he says ISIS, but he's speaking on the blood that was considered to be the soul of life in a series of seven souls 
is the blood of the female, not the typical blood of the male, the blood of Isis, not the blood of Adam, Atum, or Belus, or whoever. And it can be shown that the human race, distinguished from the preliminary people, originated in the mother blood. This was a demonstration made by nature herself on grounds as permanent. And then he continues, according to Egyptian wisdom, the salvation of the human race was effected by the blood of Isis or Aset. Salvation was perpetuation. Isis was the virgin mother, and hers also was the mother blood. The blood of the mother, who was primarily the virgin, being the earliest recognized source of human life, Thence came the doctrine of the virgin mother and the saving blood of the eschatology. I'm bringing that up to give a comparison. Again, we talk about the blood of Jesus, and you gotta you can drink the blood of Jesus, and you be washed by the blood of Jesus. That's Christian stuff. That's not African stuff. From our understanding, we understood that it was the blood of Isis. The figurative, not not literal, not drinking no wine and stuff, but the figurative blood of Jesus, excuse me, the figurative blood of our set offered us Africans a salvation. Cosmos got a hold of it, fully extracted all female energy out of their bastardization of what we were doing, and then replaced our set with the blood of Jesus. See, one reason why folks get tripped up with Gerald Massey is because in the back, first of all, I think they get, I'm jumping ahead, they get put off by the number of pages, but they read the back of volume two where he has listed all the different similarities back and forth, back and forth, and we just take that, those similarities, and run with them and say, oh, it's all ours anyway, African origins of Christianity. They don't read the rest of the book. And once you read the rest of the book, he goes in through, he goes into showing how we meant it and how it got changed. Continuing, add this with the knowledge that George G.M. James, Dr. Ben, and others shared. The comedic mystery schools lasted for over 40 years. Of all the Greeks who came through our schools, Thales probably went the longest at 25 years. Therefore, no Greek completed our African, our African comedic school training. So, again, an ignorant explanation of Egyptian sign language was begun by the Greeks who could not read the hieroglyphics. And now we know they didn't complete. None of them completed our schooling. That ignorant explanation was then repeated by the Romans and has been perpetuated by, quote, unquote, classical scholars ever since. We've got to have that understood. So now let's keep going with this. Ashwaquasi and others show us that before Christianity came more into existence, in Rome, soldiers went into the temples, copied down what they saw, and deliberately created this new religion called Christianity with enough similarities to what the people were already doing so that they would not rebel too much. After this hodgepodge system was put in place, 
the Roman government proceeded to outlaw everything that wasn't Christian. They burned, destroyed, and shut down everything else like that in most territories that they conquered. So now the Greeks didn't have full wisdom of our African system, but they passed on what they knew. The Romans, to stave off rising political dissent, copied religious concepts, ideas, and images that they didn't understand. So all of this fragmented, partial, misconstrued information was foundational in the construction of what we now call Christianity. These are the real origins of it. There are no African origins of Christianity in its deepest sense. Hear that, in its deepest sense. Just because a few base bricks came from Africa and they're involved in the making of a house, but if everything else in that house is of another cultural essence, those base bricks do not make that entire house African. So therefore, titles like African Origins of Major Western Religions and Christianity Before Christ, those are great books, to, and, and excuse me, those are great titles that grab one's initial interest to sell books. However, when we begin to understand what our African worldview is, what our African Asili is, one finds out that there are no African origins in the deepest sense to this foreign buffet-style concoction called Christianity. And please, no one get it twisted. I'm not putting down African origins of major Western religions. I, I, I love that book, and that was one of the first books that, that, that helped wake me up to this Christian piece. I'm not putting down Christianity before Christ. Again, that's one of the major, major books that, that helped move me along. After, however, I, I started getting more of an understanding of what the African worldview is, and what traditional Africa, how we used to operate before the invasion. And then I see how folks are misusing those four aforementioned books to then stay within the Christian system. I, 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 I felt that I have, to, I, have, I have to speak out about this. So now let's, let's continue. I see time is winding down, but we got callers. So folks in the chat room, um, we got eight minutes left. And the live portion, the live portion that you're hearing on the computer will shut off in eight minutes. So if you want to continue to be a part of this discussion, uh, just through the – oh, I haven't stated the call number. I'm sorry. I've been putting it in the chat room. 760 <laughs> Seven six zero four five four one 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 one. If you'd like to continue to be a part of this discussion, because in seven minutes the um, live portion on the computer will drop out, and just everyone who's on the phone will be able to continue with the discussion, chime in, stuff like that. Seven six zero four five four one 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 one. So to continue demonstrating non-fuller reads of authors to suit contradictory ends. Let's look again at Gerald Masson. When and I, and I stated this. When you look at African, excuse me, Ancient Egypt, Light of the World, his appendix lists about 10 pages of concept theft in the Bible. It seems like a lot of people are intimidated by this two-volume, 600-page each book 
because if one even just reads a few large chunks, one cannot misconstrue that this author is attempting to only show African origins. You can't do that. Gerald Massey, Ancient Egypt Light of the World, is systematically dismantling Christianity from Genesis to Revelations, first showing the concept theft, critiquing the stupid new interpretations Christianity has given to those concepts, and then he lays out what he feels the concepts actually originally meant. Now, you can't get that. You can't get that understanding if you just run to the appendix only, see the theft was laid out in those ten pages or so, and then just run to the incorrect conclusion that Christianity was stolen from Africa and African people. Um, but unfortunately, that's what gets parroted all over the place. Now, to, to, to give you just a few <laughs> to show how folks are badly misreading stuff, to quote from his book, Lectures, he says, A correspondent desired to know whether I would exclude the Bible from our children's schools. This is what he had to say. Most certainly, I would have the Bible basis supersede from all future teaching as unscientific, immoral, and false to the facts in nature. The mass of people who are Bible taught never get free from the erroneous impressions stamped on their minds in their infancy so that their manhood or womanhood can have no intellectual fulfillment and millions of them only attain mentally to a sort of second childhood. Now, how many black folks do you know that fit into that category? <laughs> how many times have you heard, um, I'm a deep rational thinker, but I turn my brain off when it comes to religion. I turn my brain off when it comes to Christianity. How many times have you heard that? If I had a dollar for every time I heard, I heard that, I could probably pay for the premium, <laughs> for the premium show. We turn our brain off when, we, when it's time to look critically at this, at this thing called Christianity. I mean, he's got some more on point. And, and again, I, people misread Gerald Massey if they read him at all. And if you just read a little bit, he directly tells you that, no, you can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm skipping ahead because I see we only got five minutes left here. So if you're going to read the man, read the man. Do not use his scholarship for aims that he himself did not intend. Um, like I said before, when Dr. Clark, Dr. Ben, and others reference his works, they wanted us to critically assess Christianity reassess what has been told to us about Kemet specifically and Africa in, genu in general. Genuinely look at Africa as having something of value to offer us, her, us, her children, and re-embrace African thought, moving away from this bad copy and going back to the original. There are no African origins of Christianity. There has been, in the deepest sense, there has been a misread somewhere by some folks to keep us Christian by alleging African origins and claiming we came up with this moribund farce. When a proper African worldview analysis and proper African Asili analysis is conducted, this becomes painfully obvious. Now, again, in this one-hour format, I was not fully able to go into 
more of the um, direct specifics, more of what they call an African origin and how we really practiced it, what we really did it. Um, so I've, I've labeled this part one to, to allude to part two because I knew this was going to happen. But around, hopefully after this I will get my two hours and then we can really get into stuff. I'm trying to look for a few more quotes and then I'm looking at the time as well. We'll continue this. I see there are people in the chat room. There are callers at the after three minutes are up. All the folks who are listening on the computer, you will be dropped off, and you'll be able to download the archives and hear everything that was said after you got cut off. So if you want to be a part of all the discussion afterwards, hurry, hurry up, 760-454-1111, In two minutes, everyone who is in the call queue will be brought in live. (laughs) So... If you're doing stuff in the background or if you're in a noisy area, you might want to just put your phone on mute. Otherwise, um, everyone will be in and we'll get to have some dialogue about what was laid out. Um, we'll definitely continue this with next week with Part 2 because, again, I feel um, like I didn't fully bring it like it should have been brought in. I didn't lay out the direct parallels, or at least I feel I didn't, but you all will let me know, Uh, but definitely with part two next week, I'll jump right in it, and it'll just be back and forth. You call this, this is what's going on in Christianity, this is what we really meant by it, so then is it really African origins of? If it doesn't look like how we did it, then can you really call it African origins of? I think we get um, mixed up with having black faces in certain things, but without knowledge, but without knowledge of what the African worldview is, um, we just want to claim it all. And as the quote that we said from Baba Amos last week, like you said, you can tell a tree by the fruit that it bears. And if it bears no no fruit, if it bears bitter fruit or no fruit at all, then you may want to throw it in the trash can, and in the flame, excuse me, trash can too. Trash can will be too good for Christianity. Throw it in the flame. But um, since we got just a little bit of time left, I'm gonna close it up with um, some music. And my mama, remember, I need quote seven six zero four five four one 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 one. You got about thirty seconds to call in. But if not, the folks who are in the chat, in the call area right now, you all will be brought in live. This 
system of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work and they will lose their control. Greetings, everyone. Hello? The switchboard hasn't fully dropped yet. Everyone is about to be brought in. The switchboard's about to drop on me. Uh, hello? Hello? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Is Who else is on? Anybody? Who else is on? <laughs> Because I had like four or five callers. Uh, what did the switchboard leave you? It just left. It just dropped. Oh damn. Yeah, man, great, great show. Probably after this, you should, you um have your two hours though. I hope so. Yeah, because you did like two full shows. Yes, yeah, I, I started getting into it, and I looked up, and I was like, thirteen minutes. Damn. <laughs> That's how it is, man. I swear, I like the time just flies. Two hours. Yeah. Because like, yeah. yeah, I felt like I, I gave good argumentation, but I wanted to get into the specifics, and I didn't have time to get into the specifics. Well, you what made your you point, though. You know, that's the important part. You made your point. I mean, it gets back to what I was saying before about, like, remember when I did the show about the political system? You know, oh, the we need to, yeah. yeah, we need to stop paying so much attention to these labels because the, the thing about the European or the Caucasoid, as you would say, is that they're great philosophers. They love like you can go and they can talk about things like this is this this is the libertarian principle. This is the the principle of non-aggression. But you notice that they never have established a system that incorporated these philosophies into their everyday systems. Right. Oh. Everybody yeah, else, <laughs> everybody else, people of color can take their philosophies, and and it's not really a philosophy because that's what Steve Coakley said. He said. You know, when they say Greeks were the first philosophers, that's actually an accurate statement because Africans didn't philosophize. Right, right. You know, that the way that we live, it was a way of life. The Europeans have never, and the people who were their greatest philosophers, they ran out of town. <laughs> what they do, stone, stone Socrates? <laughs> Yeah, and so these are the people, and that's why, in light of that that data and that information, sit your ass down. Why are we listening to you? As a matter of fact, if you're an enlightened European or enlightened Caucasoid, you should be sitting yourself down. Nobody should even be asking you to sit down. You know, oh, you know what, let me just keep quiet and listen to the people who know better than me. But we sitting up here taking cues from them 
listening to their interpretations of our reality and acting as if that's something that's, that's valid. It's like I don't. That's why I like. Um, I don't really like. I love the slave theater um, policy. No white folks allowed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is an internal meeting about black issues. We don't need you around. Yeah, it was a straight, you know, like, it, you remember the slave clauses of the Jim Crow era where uh, black folks couldn't meet without a white person being present? Right. Yeah. That's all I would say. Th- if they tried to make an issue out of that and accuse that of being racist, all I would do is, say, is throw that law up. So you, are you going to say you going to openly say that we're we're back in Jim Crow now? But you don't want to be reverse racist, do you? Yeah, <laughs> reverse racist, oh lord. Let uh, that, that trip some folks up. That's like. Uh. Oh wait, hold on one second. <laughs> So, yeah, I want to thank everyone who did add some comments into the chat room. Uh, peace to Afia27. Peace to Pianchi. Of course, this Mr. Holip here. Who else is here? Abena270. Uh, peace to you. Doc Don. Just mentioning this, so once you pick up the archives, uh, these will be Hello? read into the system. Yeah, I was just reading some of the chat into the archive. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, yeah, so everybody got, got cut off. Is this me and you? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's wild. I, it's blog talk been tripping. Because, oh, like, at the right around the end, I just had to – it stopped. I couldn't hear your show. I kept refreshing. I ended up having to just restart the whole dang old computer. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, I had to verbally announce your show because the damn commercial wouldn't play. Like, the the file that I uploaded into the thing would just, like, when I would press on it to play, it would go, Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> I don't know, Blog Talk, uh, they're just tripping, man. You never know what you're gonna get. How did I? How did my voice sound tonight? Because the last two shows I recorded, I, I was the lowest voice on the show, and I'm supposed to be the host. Yeah, it, it was still low. Cause like I had to keep playing with my sound. Like when you would play the clips, it would be loud, and so I had to turn mm-hmm. it down. But then when you would come back on and start talking, I had to turn it back up because you were real soft. Everybody else, wow, the callers and the other brother, I could hear him fine, but yeah, you were still a bit soft. That is crazy, man. That is crazy. Like, the callers are always coming through crystal clear, but the guy who's the host is in the background. It's not just me. I've seen it on other shows as well. Hmm. Your voice is coming in need, good, though. I guess we need to start talking about silly stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they figured me out by now. Let's let's cut his mic. Yeah, I read it. What you say? No, I was going to defer. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was saying that after this show, once it archives, when you go and you check your your slot to you know like to book your next show, 
you should have everything open by now because I think you did two full shows. So everything should open up for you now. You should get the full two hours, which really is going to be three if you include the overtime. Right. So that should right. give you enough, you know, time to make your points. I mean, if, 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 if you say it was okay, I'll take your word for it. I'm I'm, I'm feeling a little <laughs> less. Well, I know how you feel. Yeah, I know how you feel because when you got an hour and you're trying to squeeze, like you have so much information, you want to get it out, and you feel like you got cut, you know what I'm saying? But the point got across. I mean, <laughs> the point definitely got across. Actually, I put your um, the video that I sent you, mm-hmm. that you uploaded, I put it on my um, channel, my YouTube channel. It's my wow, main okay. video. Yeah, so you should get some hits from that. Okay. That's a yeah, I, I just want to read into the record that um, peace to um, Ambassador Asar. I know I put something on your your, your page, but peace for your one year anniversary. Um, yeah, and ain't your two years coming up? You got um, you know what? I was up? just so like I said, I'm clueless with a lot of shit. My my anniversary actually passed in April, but I didn't even acknowledge it. Oh, it was man. like my one year. And I just like, oh shit! It was like a year on. The, so I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta get on point. I know. <laughs> wow. It was April 5th was my my anniversary. So I've been like wow. on here for a little over a year. That's what's up. should not be the lowest voice on the show if I'm the host. But, uh, you know, who knows what that's about. Because last show was just painful for me to listen to because it was so low. Mm-hmm. You know, and I couldn't mix it. Like on my last YouTube video, I had to apologize for the quality because one, the, the guy who was the guy I was interviewing voice was way loud and mine was low, so I couldn't even raise the volume in my voice because uh. it would have sent his off the charts. Right, so, right. hopefully, I'll, I'll check it out in the archive and see. Mm. But what other stuff so were you going to go into? I was going to, I had I had um, labeled out some, I had parceled out some other Gerald Massey-specific quotes. Mm. Um, one just, de- one was dealing with, what what Caucasians had first come into Africa and they was trying to spread do the missionary thing with them. He got like two quotes from the African Aboriginals on what they thought about Christianity. So it's one of those, you know, first first contact. <laughs> and so I was gonna read those into the record. And then some other just some other parallels because not 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 parallels, I wanna say it that way. Other looking at how we miss certain things and how Europeans have reinterpreted them for their own end. And so right. he does he put he puts in a lot of work showing that. And then again I had some other quotes again divorcing him. Because I've heard one person say after I've read Gerald Massey I've become a better Catholic. 
And I'm like, how in the hell could that even be possible if you really read what he's talking about and where he's going with it? I, I, I never understood that, but as you see, I'm big with folks misreading stuff, and so <laughs> I try to bring it back if, if, if I can, and so. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I did want to ask you something. Um, did you ever, on YouTube, have you ever seen that video I did called The, the Myth? Well, I think it was from either my show or Ambassador's the show, The Myth of Black Racism. Oh, no, I missed that one. Yeah, I did a video called The Myth of Black Racism on YouTube. Um, if it's still open, maybe I'll ask It is just so funny, you know, watching um, Caucasoids try to argue about reverse racism. Like the dude is talking about um, freaking Zimbabwe, what's going on in Zimbabwe. That is an example uh. of black racism because, you know, the whites purchased the land legally and then they were ran off the land and I like you know I'm playing a violin in my heart right you know, <laughs> forget about what happened to Rhodesia Behavior and 
but, but, but if we don't if we don't acknowledge that and we don't live by that, if you will, then the next time we see a white person do something bad, it catches us off guard.
and failed black Christians and get back into creating generations of um, glorified and glorifying African people, African men, African women. So on that note, we'll wrap it up next Sunday, same time, same blog talk address, hopefully, ideally, with more time. Um, But if not, we'll do it how we do it. Abibi Fahodie, Total African Liberation. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.